Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodog, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode... And finally, another episode of BDB. It's been a busy couple weeks. The fam is growing. Uh, we got one more listener. <laughs> and uh, we're back. We're finally back. I mean, it's only the busiest, best time of the year. And we, uh, we've taken a, a, a two-week vacation from our second job. Three, so. isn't it? The way Natty Light has been paying us, shout out Natty, um, the beautiful new cans, we are able to do that, we were able to go um, uh, expand uh, the fam, celebrate birthdays, uh, do all kinds of fun stuff. They gave you paternity leave? Yeah, I get, I get that, but uh, I'm not nice. going to use it until September. Nice. Oh. Shout out to Natty Light, dude, providing that. It's huge. Oh, awesome. yes. Natty Light gives... Um, Lots of uh, mm. beer and leave. So when you take your leave from your actual first job, they supply more beer. Mm-hmm. That's something else. Yeah. Always looking out, dude. The white cans are just fantastic. I can't wait to be on a boat drinking those things. They're going to go down amazing. Apparently, I missed the shipment missed uh, Buckfield, dude. I don't know. You know what you're talking about. Really? Well, let me tell you, the new cans are electric. They're, old, they're like the old school cans, though. Yeah, like yeah. Kind of retro looking. Probably like from oh, like the yeah. 70s or 80s. Yeah, yeah. They're new cans, but they're like retro looking. That's pretty cool. It is like their new can, too. It's not like just a limited time thing. It's like their thing. It's like yeah. their new can. Oh, yeah. Those cans are, I just Google those. Those are sick. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. pretty cool. Way better than the old cans. Yeah. I love the silver and blues, too. Um, I, but those are just fire. Like, it's hard to beat that. Yeah, those are, those are awesome. With yeah, that yeah. said, uh, the the hottest thing on our mind right now, we'll just jump right into it. Celtics beat Philly game seven, advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami. Uh, Tatum pretty much a no show. Uh oh, yep. the kid locked up. There he's back. He's back. I'm back. He's back. Where did, where did I fin- Where did I leave? Tatum was a no show. Tatum pretty yeah, much. Tatum was then... a no show for like the you know first half. Uh, well, for half of the games, but he has a signature game seven, uh, rating and beats face and just lets him know like, hey, I'm here to be one of the top dogs too. That's the guess, frustrating part. I would guess I like, said this exact same thing last year, but he's got to be the most frustrating superstar in the NBA. I, that's, I was just that. gonna say that's the most frustrating part is that he could do it. He can score maybe better than anybody when he's on. But it's just so inconsistent. He's so consistent at being it's consistent. It's incredible because he did yeah. the exact same thing all last playoffs. It's almost like that's yeah. who he is. Like, yep. you don't, unfortunately, you don't know who you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But if you get the good one, it might be the best player of the NBA. Like, two-way player. He's in the conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Embiid I mean, was the MVP, he made him kind of look silly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Embiid and Harden were the complete opposite of Tatum yesterday. Oh, but you know, I mean, Tatum, 51 most points ever in a game seven in the history of the NBA. Yeah. I mean, the guy was, I didn't see the first half. I, I did watch the second half. Um, and he was just unconscious. Like, yeah. It seemed like there was like, he was even taking some shots that were just kind of like heat checks and he was still burying those. And it was just like, Jesus Christ. They, I think it was at, like the game was tied at 55, right? And then it, then in, before it was, it was like 82 to 58 or something like that. Yeah, it was and, unbelievable. Like, it was 32, crazy. Uh, three runs um, or something crazy. But no, I mean, you look at the full quarter, well, I guess really five quarter run that Tatum had. He was, he was god fucking awful for three quarters in game six. I mean, whatever he was, he was like three of like 18 at one point. Three and a half quarters. And, yeah, it was basically the last three minutes of the, of the yeah, game. Yeah, and then he like, yeah. kind of, you know, we caught fire in um, the fourth quarter of game six and then just obviously just took over the game yesterday. And the Celtics, were, is this like the, what is this, the third third out of third year out of four that they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals? 
or three uh, out of five? It's like fifth out of seven. Is it really? <clears throat> yeah. Holy shit. Um. Yesterday, the like the coolest thing to me was like, you saw him turn on like a different swag. Like he had a different walk about him. That was like, if I get this ball and you guys don't double team me, I don't care who the fuck's on me. I'm gonna put this ball in the bucket. And I and you know what? I'd actually prefer to have Embiid on me. And if Embiid's on me, I'm gonna go buy him. And if he actually comes out on me and defends me, I mean, if he def- comes out and defends me, I'm going buy. And if he doesn't, I'm just gonna bury one in his grill. Um, just had a different swagger about him. It was if <clears throat> I don't know, maybe just I'm just like praying like, let's just keep that rhythm going like you're not going to score 50 every game i get that but like if you can have that swagger and and like yeah they're gonna like miami's gonna do different things they're gonna run one three ones and two three zones and different stuff where they're gonna make things hard on tatum but he's just gonna find like make the right play and i think doc said it best after the game is that tatum everything he did was within the offense he had no turnovers and he didn't he had some heat checks but he didn't force balls and the heat checks were going so it was like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, James Harden, sometimes guys just sit there and watch um, when he's cooking. But Tatum was like, everyone was still involved and the energy was so good in the building that everyone had it. Uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe they could just ride this for the rest of the year. Like, so the, the Tatum had that difference. He had to have a different swag. Will you come out and say humbly, I'm one of the greatest players in the NBA after like a five sure. of 21 shooting performance in game six you better back it the fuck up because if not that's like an all-time like egg in your face moment for him um but no he dropped his nuts on the table and obviously just i mean you can say it's you know arguably one of the greatest game seven you know quote performances ever i mean i I, you know i'm sure second round but right but i mean like he scored 51 in a closeout game in, in a game seven so um on the other side of it, as good as Tatum was, obviously Embiid and Harden were equally as bad. Um, but there's some. Uh, do you know how bad Doc Rivers is? In I was just gonna, game? dude. I have it written down. Doc Rivers is mm-hmm. fucking garbage. Doc he makes Rivers has no lost, adjustments. He's Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 32 closeout games. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record seven series when leading three to two. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record of 10 game sevens. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record of 12 series when holding a series lead. Like Bad. the wow. only year he had success was the two years he made the run to, with the Celtics. They hey. won the finals and then they went, went, lost to the Lakers, the Lakers right? in yeah. the, two years later the next year, which mm-hmm. I, I, in my opinion, if Perkins doesn't get hurt in that series, they win it again. But he did. But like, he's so fucking bad. Like how does Philly not fire? The inability. He's the he's the best coach out of timeouts. He's the worst coach at making adjustments. Like people are harsh on Joe Mazzulla, like so harsh on him for 30 36 37 year old coach. 34. The, is he really? He's 34. Wow. Anyways, coach Mazzulla on the other hand, okay, James Harden is killing us. We're going to stop switching. We're not going to have Al Horford on Harden anymore unless it's like a really good screen. But like he made his guards start fighting through screens. They haven't done that in three years. Like they've just been a switch team the entire time. And guess what? That's what killed them against uh, Golden State last year. Steph Curry kept switching and Horford was on him the entire time. It's like, can we please make an adjustment? And Udoka did not make an adjustment. And I give all the credit to Missoula. Like, he made the adjustment. I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff he did, too. I mean, obviously going to the big lineup. But, like, what? I don't understand it. What? Why did – Doc Rivers makes no adjustments. The guy yeah. just fumbles and just, like, hopes that he wins. It's like, I don't know. Like, if Tatum is that hot, like, maybe trap him. Maybe run a second guy at him. Maybe get the ball out of his hands. And just, like, I don't know, make Derek White beat you. Like, okay, yeah, he's a good player, but make him beat you. Um, right. And that's what the Celtics did. Like, they – and B got it. The second he put it on the floor, they they buried him in the post. It was like, okay, there's two, three guys Horford. on him. And he's a – yeah, Horford was amazing too. I don't know how he was in the first half, but the second half, Horford was incredible on first half defending Embiid. He was just, just – he was a fucking animal. Yeah. And he's going to have to be I mean, on Adebayo too. Yeah, and I was just going to say, like, I mean, obviously there's – 
I, I mean, I think the Celtics are more talented than, than Miami is. But with that being said, I do think that there is a massive coaching disadvantage for the Celtics. Spolster might be the best coach in the NBA. And I obviously mm-hmm. Missoula has like done well up to this point. But That's not a not knock on Missoula. You are right. No, I it's think not. he's the best coach in the NBA. But Spolster is a fucking different. He's a monster. Like yeah. Spolster is like I is is I do think that Celtics are more talented. But I like Spolster's coaching is gonna win Miami a game because I think he's like he's that much better than Missoula is right now. And that like you said, it's not a knock on Missoula, but you're like Spolster is the best guy. In, he's the best coach in the league. And I, that's just how it is. I mean, he's going to do, like I said, he's going to do different things. He's, he's one of the only coaches that have Bam Adebayo hedge on every screen. So like if the center comes up and sets a screen, Bam just hedges and he retreats back to the middle of the paint. So he's always there. Um, And like, obviously if it's a really good screen, they have to stay on that matchup. That's just sometimes what happens, but Spolson does something different. Like he does different stuff, man. He runs different defenses he'll run traps and one three ones and he'll put jimmy like if you remember last year tatum struggled because he had uh butler on him sometimes he had kyle lowry who's a pretty decent defender and a flopper but like that gets in your head he just kept throwing different guys out yeah and tyler Tyler hero's not healthy right he's not playing so yeah is there any chance like gallinari's healthy no I think they said he's out is the he, whole year, yeah. even I guess, championship he, run. He I think he it. could play, but I just don't think like it would benefit, benefit them, them. Like after yeah. that whole time, like the, the yeah, yeah, no, and maybe set. it wouldn't. I just yeah, yeah. I mean, they only played what like six guys, seven guys, game seven. Also, yeah, they did, but like credit yeah, to seven until the final like three minutes. Yeah, well, like, that's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, the bulk yeah. of the game, yeah, yeah. That that's another change by. Missoula is like when your team's on the line, we're we're gonna go down throwing our best seven guys. Um, and Derek White kind of stunk, but so it was really almost like six guys. Derek White didn't play that much, but that's just the way it is. Um, Grant Williams is like completely fallen out, huh, of the rotation. Yeah, and I thought he would be like a big ma- like yeah. he actually well one of the games he was the best player on the court defending Embiid, and he played a ton. But then after that, it was like a no show. I feel like he's more, he's more, he's better for that team if they have like a, if the other team has a good like three man or a good four man, like where the Sixers are different, where the like point guard and center are the two studs. And I don't, I don't know if Grant Williams is the best at guarding a point guard or a center. You know what I mean? Right. I yep. think he's better if they were playing against someone like a Giannis or like someone like a Durant or something like that, where he could. He also defends uh Joker really well. That's just like one of those guys that dribbles the ball and he can stay in front of them and flop mm-hmm. a lot and like just try to get in their head like an idiot. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's weird too. You, you brought up Joker. I was just going to say it's weird how like the Eastern Conference, it's the two versus the eight and the uh, Western Conference is one versus seven. Did I yep. say that right? Yep. Yeah. It's just weird to see that. You know, you have like obviously two of the top seeds and then. Two got one team, but both teams that actually had to go through the playing tournament to even to get here. So, and then like home court advantage for the championship is so based solely on record, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, say if like Lakers Heat make it, he could be an eight seed and still yeah. have home court over the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. It's regular. It's regular Absurd. season, right? It's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I think the I think the wild thing out of the West. Obviously, uh, like the statistic that I want to drop is how this was the first series the Warriors have lost um, in the Western Conference before making it to the championship under the Steve Kerr era. Wow. They were 19-0. and 0, So they, they made it to – every time they made it to the playoffs, they went to the championship under Steve Kerr except for this year. So insane. That's brutal. Wow. Not brutal. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. They just fucking dominated the West, you know, whenever they made the playoffs. So they got to make some changes for next year. Like, obviously, Clay was real bad. quick on Golden State, but Clay's Clay kind of fell off a little bit. And really, he wasn't that great last playoffs until the championship. Jordan Poole, like, absolutely struggled this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just in his own head. Draymond's getting up there in age. Even Steph's getting up there in age. I mean, obviously, the skill is unbelievable, but. We'll see what yeah. they do to build around that roster. I think a lot of like good vets will want to go play there too. 
And I think if they have to do anything they do, I think they need Clay and Draymond to restructure deals. I think they have talked about that. Yeah. If not, Draymond's probably out. Yeah. A lot of money tied up in those guys. Uh, so you, I would imagine you guys think the Celtics are going to beat the Heat. In six. In six? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think they're more talented. I mean, obviously, the Heat are playing very well. Butler's been out of his mind all playoffs. But, I mean, I, I just think that the Celtics, top to bottom, are, are more talented. Um, And I think at their best, I mean, it's Butler has like kind of been like – Butler's like the opposite of Tatum in a sense that, like, when the games get tough and the series go on, Butler's usually, you know, at mm-hmm. his best. Whereas like Tatum historically like hasn't done that. So, I mean, I think that's a big factor in it, but I mean, I, I just, I think when they're at their best, I do think Tatum's probably a little bit better than Butler. So, and I just think that in Celtics two, two, number two, what do you want to call him? Like Jalen Brown is better than whatever Miami has. If it's Bam or maybe Carl Lowry, like Jalen's way better than both of them. I think right. so. Yeah. I just think that the Celtics are deeper and they're just more talented, but I don't think it's going to be easy series by any stretch. I feel like the the run the Celtics have been on the last two years, I feel like they make every series a long series, it seems mm-hmm. like. They sure do. They they swept the, the Bucks last year, I think it was, in the first or second round. Uh, they, did they no, the them? Nets. Swept the, the Nets. Nets. That's right. The swept Bucks the Nets. seven. That's right, right. Swept the Nets, which was like surprising, right? And then they every series ever since then, it's always been like a long, grueling series for the Celtics. And... I don't know why I would expect anything different. And right. like the way Butler's been playing, yeah, I could see it going six or seven too. But I would expect the Celtics to win. It's huge. They have home court advantage like throughout now. Um, so I would expect them to win. I think Jim, Jimmy's like for them to make this six though, Jimmy's going to have to legit put up like 45 yeah. minutes per game and like 40 points per game. But that's kind of what he absurd. did. They played him last year, didn't they? And that's yeah, no, what I, the but he's like 30. He's like, he's. If he gets at all injured, this is like not even fucking close. Where like I think like even if like Tatum goes down a little bit, I still think the Celtics aren't completely out of it. Um, Wasn't it Game Seven last year? Butler had that pull up three in transition with like five seconds to go that would have won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that because I I thought for sure it's like Celtics were up like twelve with like yeah minute to go and they almost choked it. Yep. So. Hopefully they learned from their mistakes last year. And then out West, we got uh, yeah. the Nuggets who have been just rolling. Like no one's really talking about the Nuggets, nope. mm-hmm. but for some reason I have ended up watching. That was like my week off um, when the baby was born or two weeks off. So I watched a ton of like Nuggets for sons. The Nuggets are underrated, man. They have a deep roster. They play like 10. They're like, they run 10 guys and they just have been playing hard. Like mm-hmm. every rebound, offense or defense, is there, like they feel like it's theirs. Um, and then obviously they have the, in my opinion, probably the best player in the world uh, with Joker. Uh, and Bede's probably a little bit more dominant to score, but Joker's just like an all around makes your team better. Weird, weird dude. Like I don't understand how he's that good, but he is. Like I, it's been fun watching him because I really haven't watched him much in his career as good as he's been until these last like these this playoffs. That dude's awesome. I feel like if they did like a weightlifting competition, he wouldn't, he would not win it. But I think like <laughs> old man strength, he's yeah. the strongest guy in the NBA. He, can, like, yeah. get to, he gets to a spot. You're so right, dude. Yeah. He gets to a spot on the court. Every time it's somehow seven foot gets to his spot, slow, but gets there and mm-hmm. makes the right play every time. And he, and the way he shoots, you can't block it. You, you can't. can't block it. It's like Larry Bird, doesn't he? She has it like really a Larry is. Bird type it's shot. Yeah. Over your head. Yep. And then like with the Lakers, I think like, Obviously, they made the trades at the deadline, and that was huge for them. But I think the biggest thing is just that LeBron and AD are healthy. Yeah. That's 100% the biggest thing. Like, they obviously got some nice pieces with, like, D'Angelo Russell and Vanderbilt and, like, Hachimura. Like, those are all, like, huge pieces, and those are, like, you need those to make a run. But, like, the biggest thing at the end of the day is, like, when LeBron and AD are are healthy, like, they're still one of the best duos in the NBA. Two top ten players. Like, legit two top ten players. And it's one of those things, not necessarily with LeBron, but with AD, it's just like, well, it's just a matter of time. He's going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, because he just always is. He is, even that, though, like, he's had some games where he stunk this playoffs. He's kind of like Tatum. Like, there's games where it's like he is the best player in the world, and it, he's unstoppable. And then there's time, on both ends, 
And then there's times where it's like, what the fuck is AD doing? Is he here? Is he playing? Um, I, and I'm I sure. Do think, I do think like when, when AD's d- offense is not there, like his defense is one of the best in the NBA. Like he does so much for the Lakers, even if he's not getting a stat for like a block or something like that, like just the way he changes shots, like people come into the lane. So he's so yeah. important. He, he, I, it's silly to say. I don't know. I don't know even know who's more important to that team between him and LeBron. Him versus Joker is going to be electric, dude. Yeah, it'll be fun. I just it's, hope it really hope, will. Yeah, it'll be a fun. I, who do you guys think is going to win that one? I just think the way the Jazz, I mean the Jazz, the Nuggets are playing, man. I, I, I don't know. I just kind of run. I would rather play the Nuggets than LeBron eats in the Garden. So I, I don't know. I don't dare to, but I feel like the NBA will want Lakers Celtics. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, that'd be really cool. Um. I, I haven't watched a single second of like any of the Western Conference games, so I have no idea. I I just I mean, there's as talented as like LeBron is, and I'm not like counting him out like future years, but like part of me seems like this is kind of his like swan song a bit because like Bronny Jr.'s going to college next year, and like he's been talking about wanting to play with his son, and that's still the plan. So like I almost feel like this might be like the last like maybe the real like last real legit deep run they make. And then he's just going to try to like jump off and like go play for wherever where Bronny is. And chances are, it's not going to be a great franchise. And he's at that point, he's going to be like fucking 40, 41. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's so stupid and I'm not a big LeBron fan. I'm like, don't care for the guy. But one thing I'll like never like say is like, try to like, diminish what he's accomplished and like how fucking talented he is. And the fact that like, we'll never see anybody like him again. I mm-hmm. can almost guarantee that. And I just, it's absurd what he's still doing at his age. Like I, I just, it doesn't it really make is. fucking sense to me. It's, and it's like one of those things, like I, when I was like younger, I was always like, no, I fucking hated him. I always wanted like, like not Kobe's way better. Give me Kobe, give me Kobe, give me Kobe. And it's like the older LeBron gets, like I just like respect the fucking guy so much goddamn more because he's just still doing it at such a high level. And it's just um the guy's a freak. So I I don't know. I just think he's they're just gonna make another run at it and they're gonna get to the finals, but in typical LeBron fashion, hopefully they lose. Um, so he stays under five hundred in the in the finals. Uh I would say that the I think the I think the Nuggets I've been very impressive this playoffs, but I think like their matchups have have haven't been as difficult. Like the Suns on paper look really good, but the Suns were playing without Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton for like a couple games during the series. So, and you look at the rest of that roster the Suns have, like it's not good. Like they have basically Booker and Durant, which is obviously fucking fantastic, but outside of that, they don't have much. Booker and Durant had to score 40 points a game for that series to even be close, and you know Nuggets still went at four two, and then Nuggets first round played the Timberwolves, so. <laughs> they, they've had like an impressive yeah. run, but it's like when you look at it like really deep, it's like it's not as impressive as I think. Like where I, I think like the team the Lakers just beat, I think the Warriors roster was better than the Suns roster that, that just won, considering oh, the no injuries doubt. the Suns had. Where I think like everyone at this point is putting their money on the Nuggets <laughs> to win the series. Uh, I think if Lakers stay healthy, I think they win the series. I do. I think... Um, I know throughout the playoffs, Nuggets have had the best offensive like statistics um, for any team, basically. But the Lakers' defense has been the best in the NBA this whole postseason. Uh, I just think that what AD does around the rim is huge. Um, I will say though, the Jamal Murray Jokic like screw pick and roll is one of the scarier things I think when Murray's hitting his shots. And that dude when he was in the bubble, like mm-hmm. they they dominated the bubble. Because they're like no one could stop them too, and so I think they're just yeah. now that Murray's healthy again, they're doing the same thing. But uh, I'm gonna take Lakers in this series, uh, but I'll say seven seven games. They'll finish it on the road. I was gonna throw this in there too. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Lakers in seven too. But um, I will say this: whoever comes out of the West, if Miami beats Boston, is gonna win the championship because Miami's not winning a fucking t- beating either one of those teams. There's no shot, I don't think. Um, if, but I if, think if, I if think Hero if, gets I healthy, if, I don't know if Hero if that gets enough time, you know. But yeah, maybe I. I just yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think if the Celtics, I think if the Hero. Celtics win, that it's whoever comes out of the West and whoever, like in the Celtics, I think it'll be a great series regardless. 
I don't think Miami can win the title, but I do think Boston can. So, um, but yeah, I don't. I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be Lakers Celtics, and I think the NBA is gonna be fucking mm. jizzing their pants for the next for that entire two week stretch. Mm. Uh, real quick, I was like listening to Zach when he was talking about LeBron and LeBron is like Brady esque, right? Like he's been so good late in his career, but in reality, like obviously Brady played later, he just drops back three steps and lets then like throws and like he's so good at reading pockets and press like pressure that he really only gets hit a few times and it's once a week. Like what LeBron has done is like on his body, like physically. I am like just going back to like when I played like I would be way more physical and a or way more like sore after a basketball game because just like nonstop running, nonstop contact, nonstop getting hit. Uh, obviously it's not a contact sport, but it's so much more physical. Mm-hmm. So uh, especially with the position Brady plays, so you can almost just say like what he's done throughout his career is equally or as good as what Brady's did. I know yeah, there's I mean, been stories of what the what he does to his body, like mm-hmm. the the amount of like work he puts in outside of the court just for his body. It's like mind boggling. Yeah, I oh. mean, look, the biggest knock on LeBron is the fact that he's what is he like four and six in in the finals? I think so. Like, so I mean, he's made it to ten, which is just it's fucking that's very difficult to comprehend. It's similar to Brady making it to ten. Super Bowls, but like Brady, the difference is Brady's seven and three, LeBron's four and six. So right. yeah, he still won four titles, but I mean, like, like hey, whatever. But like, you just look at what the fucking guy's doing. He's 38 years old. He's averaging 23, 10 and five in the playoffs mm-hmm. on fucking 50% shooting, pretty much. It's 49. <laughs> It's like what it, the honestly, he could probably score more if he like if he tried. He's just oh for sure contributing well when they're playing well. So yeah, I feel He's like him freak. and Butler, I feel like him and Butler kind of do the same thing. Like when they need to flip it on, like flip yes. the switch, they'll do it. They'll, they'll start attacking more and trying to score more themselves. But I think earlier in the game, they both kind of like feel out the defense more, get their team going. Yeah, it's just right. crazy. He, the guy's a freaking nature. All right. Are you fired up right now, Fagul, or do you want to let it simmer a little bit more? What? Are you fired up or not? I, I can get. I can get fired up. Do you want to talk about them for a little bit? We we can. I mean, I don't. Um, yeah, let's, we can get the into greatest, it. Okay. Are you the greatest team of all time? Yes, the greatest team of all time. Is, like, is this like a Mount Rushmore for one of the biggest choke jobs? Considering they had the greatest uh, greatest regular season ever, and then they had a three one series lead, is the Bruins like Mount Rushmore of greatest chokes in the history of sports? Um, like Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees blowing the series is on Mount Rushmore, obviously. It's it's difficult, and like I think the here's my thing: the fact that Florida's making a run and the Florida's in the Eastern Conference Finals now with the show, you know, they're gonna start their series I think tomorrow night or Wednesday. To go to the go to the Stanley Cup, like if Florida goes to the Stanley Cup, like that, don't get me wrong, it doesn't make the loss any better, but like it kind of like lightens the blow a little bit. That like it wasn't just like a fluke thing. That like they're just playing out of their mind right now. Um, I don't know if it's Mount Rushmore. I I'd have to like sit there and think about. It. Obviously, like Yankees. There's and there was also like five teams. I think there's been it's been five situations where a team's been up 3-0 in the Stanley Cup playoffs and then eventually lost a series. One time it happened in the cup finals, like back in like the fifties. Um, and I'd have to think about it. But none um, of those teams were the best regular season team ever though. Well, I mean, but no, but I mean, like, it's not like, see, like Tampa Bay didn't have Tampa Bay set the record for most points in the season in 2018 and 2019. And they got swept in the first round. So like, to me, like, I almost think that's worse. Like they, you like set the record for most wins or points. I can't remember if it was wins or points. It must have been wins. And then they got there. They didn't even fucking put up a fight. Um, but it was bad. I mean, they, this Bruins team, they the whole series, from a defensive standpoint, looked terrible. 
I there was the amount of times their defenseman turned the puck over in the, in their in the defensive zone, and it led to a goal. I think I saw a stat, and this was like after game five or six. I can't remember what it was. The Bruins defenseman had turned the puck over like nine times in their own zone that led to a goal within five seconds of the puck being turned over. The next closest team was like three for the playoffs. Like they were fucking atrocious can't taking care of the puck. Um, now I mean there's some credit there as to the to, to Florida's four check. I mean, they were all over the fucking Bruins. Just they dump it in and they just beating the fucking wheels off of them. Um, but I don't know. They just, they look like sh- they defensively, they were fucking terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hindsight, Listen, like this choke hindsight. job would make Lisa Ann fucking jealous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I have, have never been so confident after a team was up three, one, that this series is over and they just pissed like our veteran, like, and I'm not like, I love the Bruins. I probably watched 70% of their games this year. And it's like, they pissed all down their leg. Like, even our big players, other than Marshawn, I felt like just didn't really live up to the big moment. Like, they all made plays, but, like, even after we made plays, the Panthers responded on every one of them. And it was like, we just couldn't get momentum. No, it it was one of those things where, like, if you watch the Bruins all year long, if they got a lead, the you know, one goal lead, or especially a two goal lead, you know, going into the third period, the fucking game was over. Over. Like they packed it in, they clamped down, and they they just they shut they just shut it down. But it, like it just seemed different. Now, I I kept hindsight. I I don't think that I'm trying to think of hindsight, and I think like Montgomery like alluded to it too, like. The Bruins probably should have went to Swayman in game five when they were up three to one and then went back to Allmark after that, depending yeah. on how the game went. Um, but Allmark, that was a whole other thing there, too, because they come out and somebody said he had like a debilitating injury that drastically affected his mobility. Don't tell me that. He had no, he had no fucking business playing that. Right. No, exactly. Like, like if, and he should have been the, on the ice, especially. The fucking, if that's the case, he had no business playing. Um, also, so, that yeah. sounds like the biggest fucking excuse ever. Like, I heard that, too, and it's like, don't fucking say that. Like, just fucking hold it in. Well, don't, but I don't also, make an excuse. But, but the thing is, is, like, the, here's my, like, my, uh, like, argument against that. Nobody from the Bruins said that. Like, they, it was Kevin Weeks was a reporter. He's the one that reported that whole thing. And then when they did their, like, exit interviews with the media, they asked Allmark about it, and he's like, I felt like I was healthy enough to play. Like, he didn't allude to – he didn't say what was going on or what the deal was. He was just like – he owned it. He's like, I, I needed to be better. So, like, I kind of give him credit for that. He wasn't like, oh, I, you know, I fucking tore my hamstring and, you know, I couldn't move post to post or something like that. Um, it, it's 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 weird, man, because the, this team is going to look a lot differently um, come the fall. I mean, I I don't think I just – I don't think Bergey's done. I think he's got one more left in him. I think he's going to run it back. Um, I'm not sure about Krejci, but this team's going to look drastically different because they are up against the cap. And I think you're going to see a lot of the guys that are in Providence right now, some of the guys they've drafted in the last few years, kind of have to step up and, and get into some of those, you know, third and fourth line roles. Um, so it's going to be different. I mean, I still think the Bruins have a very good core of players. I mean, Pasenak's a stud, McAvoy, Lindholm, Jari Coyle, uh, Zaka, Hall signed for a few more years, although they're talking about maybe trading him to free up some space. They still have Allmark. They still have, well, Swayman's restricted free agent. So they still got a pretty decent core there that, you know, with a little bit of retooling, they can still be competitive. I mean, they're obviously not going to do what they did this past season in terms of, like, the regular season success, but um, yeah, it, I'm still rattled about it. It was fucking, I was fully planning on deep runs into, um, into the early summer, but they, uh, they, they kind of choked on it. So, you know, it's wild to think, dude, game five, uh, eight seconds ago in regulation, the, mm-hmm. when the face off, the face off gets booted down the ice and Marshawn races down as that yeah. fucking right. One on one with the goalie and he misses it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, 
Bobrovsky was just like insane. Uh, yeah, Bobo was fucking fantastic. That was the series right there, right? Like that would have been fucking fireworks insane if you if they win it that way. Because yeah. like it seemed like that was an overtime game and it ended up being overtime. But like then they get this amazing opportunity and just an absurd save by Vrovsky. So, I mean, that was the series right there. Maybe that was a turning point for them. Maybe that gave the Panthers like all the momentum they needed. And I mean, it's easy for me to say that now, but it was an absurd series. It's one of those things you're looking back and it's like so easy to say this kind of shit like in hindsight. But like Bruins do this amazing run in the regular season, right? Like Warriors break the record for regular season a few years back. Can't win the championship. Patriots go undefeated, you know, like 10 years ago, whatever it was. Can't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, like, is it not really that good to go for these records? Like, do you waste too much of like your energy throughout the entire regular season pushing for these records for it to just like blow up in your face? Yeah, I think it builds so much pressure on your team. Yeah, it does a lot of pressure. Like, it just puts so much pressure and spotlight, and, like, that's what everyone says, like, God, this team can't be beat and all this shit, and it's like... But, I like, with that being said, though, like, I I don't disagree with you, but, like, I also, like, you can't just run teams out there and try to lose either. Like, it's not like the Bruins were, like, the last, like, month of the season, they were just, like, doing everything in their power. I mean, you go out, you just if you're better than them, better than every team you play on that given night, then it is what it is. Like it's, I, I just don't think like they could have just like, all right, we're going to bring up like 10 guys from Providence for the next like three weeks. And like, who gives a fuck about the record? Um, does the NHL I, do I, a I lot of like, the, do they do time management like NBA does where the guys get days off? The Bruins did it a little bit, um, yeah. but it's, but it's not nearly like the NBA. Like, it's not like, okay, like Kawhi Leonard, even if it's in the playoffs is only, is only, is not going to play like, Every, he's gonna have a game game off every three games or something like that. Like they don't do it that way. I mean, it's it could be like towards the end of the season, like you have a nagging injury. And it's like okay, we're gonna rest the guy for that game, but they're not getting like regularly scheduled fucking days off in the middle of the season, like them fucking pansies in the NBA. But maybe they should start doing it, dude. No, fuck that. Did you see? Speaking of that, I don't think I don't even know if we talked about it because we've been off the thing for so long. But you talk about like how like just hockey players are built different. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, that guy oh from Winnipeg yeah. got to skate to his face, and I think he had like fifty-seven stitches in his fucking head, and came back on the ice. That's just, that's unbelievable. He just put a bubble on. He's like, "How was it?" He goes, "I don't know. The biggest thing was I had to wear a fucking cage or a bubble. It was annoying. It's like, bro, you just got fifty-seven stitches in your fucking head." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." But the, the Novocaine in his face probably hadn't even worn off yet, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's. Overall disappointing, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah, hockey so, players are a different group of men. Um, I will say this too: the and uh, we've probably alluded to this before. The most stressful fucking thing in the got in the world is playoff hockey overtimes, especially in the game seven. Oh my god, yeah. It is every time you like the crazy. team that you're like the team like your team's playing against has the puck. I'm like sick to my stomach the whole fucking time. It sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate it so much, but I yeah, can't I think know. of it like top of my head. And I think this just goes to show that like all Boston sports are like relatively very good every season, but like Boston's had a lot of ups, but like Boston sports fans have had a lot of like heartbreaks too. But yeah. I think that, well, I think when, that you're just, when you're good all the time. Right. And I think that just goes to show. Cause like when you're going to be in the playoffs, you're going to experience those heartbreaks yeah. a lot. Cause you're there so often. And, but I think like they, um, I think I saw something that said that this a team from Boston has been in the final four of their respective sport the last like 15 years. Wow. Or 14 years or something like that. Oh, and boy. ironically enough, the one with the longest drought is the Patriots. It's going to stay that five way. Years. What a transition. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. We haven't talked about uh, the draft since it happened. Um, I think everybody was following the BD, BDB account on Twitter as the <laughs> the grades were dropping, and then we actually everything. Our sources were our sources were pretty reliable. We were pretty good. Spot on. I have good, different yeah. guys, spot different cities. <laughs> um, we were talking to you. They were hitting us up, letting us know what teams were thinking before draft, right up to the to the first hour of the or last hour of the draft. Um, I can't believe that the Patriots 
skipped on getting a wide receiver. Um, I know a lot of people are high on Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon, um, youngest player. I just think uh, they're really going to regret not taking or having their pick of the litter on a wide receiver here, um, <clears throat> especially the way that the NFL is going. Does it seem like he did more of like best available than he did for need? That's, I think yes, so, because always, if he wanted Christian Gonzalez, he would have taken him at 15. He traded back with Pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh, to, to 18. So Pittsburgh, could, Pittsburgh could jump the Jets and take Roderick yeah. um, Jones. Jones. That, so that which, tells that's me, one of the ones our sources gave us. Yep, exactly. Um but I mean, I feel like Belichick always. He, I think they. I feel like they always draft best available. They like. I feel like they rarely ever draft for need. No, you're right. They usually do. I just. I, well, I, they didn't do it last year, first round with that lineman. There's no way he was best available. Yeah, I don't know that. Maybe to I, them. I don't guard, I must have been but, to them for some reason though. But guard also, I don't think it's like a been. big need for them. It was just such a weird pick. Yeah. That's just just an anomaly. They're just bad at picking. And I, and I, and honestly, from uh, a grade from one of um, our guys, me, um, was an F minus, (laughs) minus, minus, minus. I thought that wide receiver and being able to have the pick of the litter at 18, you had to take it. With that said, I went back, I watched a lot of Chris Gonzalez tape. They, uh, he played a lot of off man. Uh, he played a lot of zone, but people keep saying that he's a really good man press cover guy. And I'm like, well, he played it like 15 to 20% of each game. And yeah, it was pretty good, but a lot of it was off pure athletic ability where he got beat. And it was like, he just made a better play. Um, granted, he's really young. Like if you wait another year, he might be the he might be a top five pick or he probably would be a top five pick at that age. Cause he's like, he can't even have a drink to toast to it right now. Um, that's how young he is. So, um, I, a little bit of an overreaction, probably just an F minus minus, um, not five minuses. Um, I think that he probably will be a starter day one. Although Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, um, Marcus Jones, those boys are going to have a tough time giving up a spot to him. Like, I don't know for they sure. Really if have he's going to be starter. Jones quarterbacks. Yeah. Do you think that they st- three Jones starters? Oh. I mean, like, maybe I'm wrong with this because they had, and I, maybe I'm misremembering his mills, but, but didn't like Jones kind of play in the slot. Uh, Jonathan Jones more so last year. Oh no, Jonathan Jones played outside for the first time in his career. He played it. He played slot. His first Three five or previous. Six years. Is that what I'm thinking? Okay, maybe that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. But last year was his first time outside because Marcus Jones played the inside. Um, so that allows Jonathan Jones to play inside and outside more. So the Patriots like the matchup. Like they'll be like, whenever Stefan Diggs is on the field. Um, Jack Jones, you'll be on him. Like, so that way, when he watches film, he only watches film on him. And, like, they like to match up player for player. Um, it's not, not many teams like to do that. And you have to be deep at cornerback to do it. So, when they, yeah. they didn't do that when they had Stefan Gilmore, it was like Gilmore typically would either just play that one or one side, depending on the matchup. Yeah. And it was funny because it's like going into this Patriots draft, I think everybody's like, you know, I, I wasn't as upset with the pick as Shory was because my whole thing is this. There are in, historically the Patriots have typically hit on certain position groups when they draft them and cornerback is one of them. They typically have a pretty good track record of drafting corners or signing corners on drafted free agents, offensive linemen. They're pretty good at running backs are pretty good at. Um, so I didn't have a problem with it. And I was a little surprised that they just continued to roll through, like just went defense, 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 the first three picks. Keon White was another guy that I think had some first round grades um, that they ended up taking in the second round. Um, and then in typical Patriots fashion, the guy they took in the third round, that Marte Mapu, a Mapu, I don't know how you say his last name. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then you watch film on him. And that guy's an absolute fucking fun. missile. By far the, the most fun film to watch. 
And like, I agree with like Shorty. We talked a little bit. And you're like, you kind of like to see him maybe like bulk up a little bit. But he is a fucking like mm-hmm. missile on the field. The guy is all over the goddamn place. Um, and it's just like then I just you know you chuckle because then the Patriots their next five picks they take three interior offensive linemen and a fucking kicker. <laughs> Love it. Like that's but that's like that's exactly what I was like begging the Pats to do last year. It's like I fucking trust the shit out of the Pats to take interior offensive linemen and cornerbacks in round four or five. Like they for some reason yeah. they just hit them out of the ballpark. Um and and you can do it like you could trade back like ten spots and pick up two picks in the fourth round by doing that. And right. that's where they absolutely mash the draft. It's early on I like to see dynamic game changers. And that's why I still think wide receivers should have been the pick. I'm not gonna dwell on it. Um, we're on, we're on to the season and I'm excited. Christian Gonzalez. I hope not. Like I, I hope that he proves the fucking shit out of me that I'm wrong. That's okay. Um, I'm not going to be like the guy who's like begging for him to be bad. Cause I hope that he's fucking awesome. I mean, I would be remiss to say, not mention the fact that the, the Patriots did select two wide receivers in the draft. Yeah. One of which Shory in a group text predicted he will probably be dead by the age of 29. Um, he, so they took Kayshawn Butte uh, out of LSU, um, who was before last year, a lot of people saying was a top 10 pick. I've maybe never seen 15. a guy lose speed in a year like he has lost speed. And maybe well, he'll regain you, it. I'm not just saying like that. When you have athletic ability just goes shit, away. Well, you had a piece of shit like Brian Kelly go down and start coaching you. It's bound to happen. If we, so. if him and I lined up for a 40 yard dash, I'm pretty sure I could beat him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, then speaking of guys that Shory does like in the more you watch film, as he yes. says, that Demario Douglas out of Liberty, he's fun. Is he's a fun, fun guy to watch with the ball in his hands. He's so it's you know he's probably a guy that's you know special teams returning kicks, maybe some uh, slot stuff. But if he breaks camp, I don't know if he will or not. But so they did take they did take two uh two two offensive players that skill guys, and then the rest were defensive players and offensive linemen, and then they took a kicker and a punter. But it is was there is. anything we'll see. was there anything really like surprising to you guys about the draft? Guys, something that somebody that dropped or um, I think the Texans yeah. just doing what they did with fucking awesome. trading up yeah, was, was awesome. I think that was so cool that they did that. Like they're not just sitting back. They're, they're trying to like fucking load up with some star power. And I, I mean, we'll see if CJ Stroud is the answer, but I think getting Will Anderson was fucking huge for that team. And with that too, I think it was a genius thing from Arizona standpoint, because they not only have their own first round pick, which is probably going to be dog shit because they suck. Yep. They're gonna have Houston's, which Houston's probably not gonna be good either. Dog shit. So I mean, there's there's ton of there's a ton of mocks for next year that are mocking them out picking one and two in the draft, and it has them taking like Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, which is incredible, right? So it, it was a genius thing for the for the Cardinals. They kind of, they moved back. They still got a guy that they wanted um, out of um, they took that off, offensive lineman, right? Ohio State, yeah, Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. So they still got a, a you know a cornerstone left tackle or cornerstone tackle, and you picked up a first next year. That's got a high likelihood of being a like a top five pick probably. So kudos to them. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't I don't think there's anything like overly surprising. I mean I know Levis dropped, but I thought the Lions fumbled, man. Oh I, God, yeah. I really did. I thought the Lions fumbled. Uh, it took Gibbs out of. Uh, Alabama, I believe they actually traded back at first to get him. They did trade, um, yep. Um, but I, I didn't think, like, I thought you could get him late um, first round. And I just don't think running back's worth it that high if he's not, like, the number one player. And I don't know, I don't know. To me, he's just not superstar. I know, like, people keep saying he reminds him of Kamara. No, Kamara was different, man. He's not Kamara. Like, he's really not. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that he is a guy that you can just put him anywhere on the field and like you have to like really know where he is. So I thought that was bad. And then they took Jack Campbell, who I said this um, in our pre-draft. Jack Campbell, right? That's his name. Yep. 
Okay, Jack Campbell. Um, he is a big ass linebacker. Would be awesome in the '90s, probably the early 2000s, a first round pick. I said then, um, but you definitely whiffed by trading up to get him. Um, I th- I don't think you got more athletic. You definitely got more physical, which I get, but like nowadays you can be physical and fast and they lost a lot of speed. Like I, I know his 40 times fast, but like his change of direction at that, at two, at two sixty-five, it's just not going to be electric, man. Um, he's like a Trey minute, Trey Tremont Edmonds, but not as fast. So I, I just don't like the pick. I, I thought you could have so, got other players. I, so I actually like, don't disagree with you, Shory. Like, I think they fumbled the shit out of the first round. Like, I don't like either one of the picks really that much. But I think their next three picks after that, like, are pretty solid. They took that uh, tight end from Iowa, Sam Laporta, in the second round. Mm. Probably feels that, obviously, he's going to fill, like, the Hawkinson role, right? Yep. Um, when they traded him to Minnesota. Then they took Brian Branch to safety out of Alabama, which I think he was a second-team All-American last yeah, year. Yeah, no, I he's think, a good player. Two years ago. And then they took, you know, it's it's a, it, you, they have an extra, or that, and they had three second-round picks. So, they took a shot on Hendon Hooker. Like, I, I think Jared Goff was perfectly fine for them last year, but I think we can all agree that Goff is probably not the guy in Detroit. So you have a, a, kind of a luxury there with a, with a third second round pick. And yep. you took a guy last year at Hooker that's could work out, could not, but it's, I think it's a good gamble. So I think the first two picks, I agree, Shory, awful, but I think they got some pretty solid value the next, you know, the three picks they had in the second round. All good picks. I think all five are good picks. I just think they missed the value. Like the pants. Like yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, talked yeah. about no, the okay. Pats last year yep. when they took uh, the strange. fucking strange. Maybe he's a good pick, but the value was they just you totally whiffed. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't like. I, like I think they could so have traded back into like the second round to get Jack Campbell, like early second round, and maybe picked up like a second rounder next year to do it. Um, and then you could have traded like uh, I don't know if Gibbs, like I don't know if he's worth a, like that early of a first round pick either. So. I just think the value was they missed it. Like I get it. Like you got you got guys that you want and that you think fit your team. Also, those are both guys are absolute awesome human beings. So if they're building a culture and they already have the talent there, that's always nice too. So like, like I'm not gonna say that they completely whiffed on it, but they could have just taken like Lucas Van Ness with that first pick and then taken Gibbs in their second pick and yes, yeah. Off. I think been better I, off. It probably I, got probably got Campbell in one of those. Second rounders too. Like I don't know. I didn't really watch much of the draft other than the first night, but I think like just the first night that just the other thing, other thing that stands out is like the Eagles. Yeah, do I was just bringing gonna bring those up. Like they just fucking get up. They have like a, a pipeline set up between University of Georgia and Philadelphia Eagles defense, and like they just pipe the players through them. And it's like so awesome. It's scary like how good the Eagles were last year, and then they added what Jalen Carter and Nolan, Nolan Smith. Smith. And then they I added, was, like, well, it wasn't Alabama. Uh, I mean, yeah, then they added Keely Ringo from Georgia in the fourth. Yeah. And just, Ringo, like, before the season started, Ringo was projected first rounder. So, yeah, I, I, like, when you get a guy like that and you already have decent corners, Ringo can be one of those guys that just goes in and plays like a Kelsey in some games and just, like, beats the shit out of him at the line of scrimmage because he's a big corner. Um, and he didn't run that well, but he is physical. And you put a safety over the top. Uh, pretty nice to have so and, and like if like this jalen carter like shit like figures itself out like and he he's like good off the field and all that stuff dude. like this potentially he's the best like player in the draft there's potential he, of it at being right. that. i had him as the number number one player in the draft like I, I and i honestly i also had nolan smith going to them at number 10 and they got him at 31 or 32 mm-hmm. yeah yeah like that's to me that's insane like i had Nolan Smith, I think I talked about him pre-draft. I was like, this guy who could be as good as Tim Anderson, like I or Will, not Tim, Will Anderson, like he's just as, in my opinion, when I watch film, he's just as good. And yeah, he had a lot more like studs around him, obviously like Jalen Carter. But I watch him sideline the sideline. I watch him in the box. I watch him everywhere, and that guy was to me just as fucking good. <laughs> so the fact that he got both of them, Phillies make like they're reloading. Um. You guys can you can keep talking about this if you want, but one thing I want to ask Shuri, uh, Anthony Richardson going to the Colts, like you think it's a good fit for for him? Good fit for him. Um, I think playing in a dome is better because you typically throw better in a dome, and he'll need all that without the wind. 
and stuff like that. Um, it's also a bad conference in general, division. the division. division. Yeah. Um, in general, so I think that he probably could squeeze out a couple wins early in the year because people are going to be really critical of him right off because his college, like we've said, his college numbers aren't great. So people are going to be like, well, you just took a good athlete. Well, it's first off, he's 20 years old. So that's like you look at Hendon Hooker's 25. So there's like think about where Anthony Richardson would be in five years if he was still playing college. It's mm. incredible. He would be better than Hendon Hooker by a long shot. So um, I I hate the Colts because of what they did about spy, uh, about Deflategate. Like they started it. So I've always hated the Colts. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to like find a way to get my son, uh, Anthony Richardson Jersey. Like they'll be, <laughs> and I'm also devastated because I was like, uh, no matter what, like we go back and forth on which games we go to. So we, the guy we split our season tickets with, he gets first pick, we get second pick. And like, I don't think the Colts would be anywhere near the top. So I was going to make sure we got Colts tickets. Cause I want to see Anthony Richardson play playing in Germany. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's the game in Germany. Dagger. I will say, like, for him, too, like, Michael Pittman's not a bad, like, younger receiver to have. But then, like, if Jonathan Taylor can stay healthy, like, he takes so much pressure off of a quarterback. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football. So if he can stay healthy, like, the pressure that he takes off of AR-15. So, like, uh, I think it's a pretty solid fit for him. And like you said, hey. the division's huge, so. Um, Alec Pierce was pretty dominant last year too um for a rookie i don't think many people knew about him but he had some like big games for a little white white dude playing wide receiver they also drafted josh downs i wasn't high on him for goal i talked about him being pretty good during the pre-draft so i mean they have some weapons there like i don't hate that team their their biggest issue last year was quarterback Mm -hmm. so we'll see they get a new coach this year too yeah yes the guy from the Eagles, right? Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen. Yeah. Is that is is he the offensive coordinator for the Eagles or defense? No, maybe he's a defensive guy. I no, I don't know. I'm just like I'm just thinking in my head because I, I don't know. I have they, no idea. They he lost was the both Eagles board. offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Well, so that's they lost perfect both because th- you could run a similar they, to offense to what you ran in Philly. Yeah. Where you run that RPOs a lot, man, and you can get him in space and just reading plays. You've got to use him. I mean, we saw it with Fields last year. Fields sucked in the first half, and they changed their whole offense. And it was like, oh, wait, this guy can play if you put put him in in the right position. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What else is going on in the sports world? Anything else? Uh, we got a we got PGA Championship on Thursday. Oh, we do have that. Yeah, yes. that snuck up. Hey, if anybody wants to get in uh, our golf pool, mm-hmm. text me. Let me know, and I'll get you in. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, or yeah, Kevin or Zach, obviously. Um, so that's that's Oak Hill Country Club. Do they have like a major there a few years back? Like I don't know, within the last ten years. It sounded familiar to uh, me. It's the one. Is that the one in New York, Rochester? I think it is New York. No. Oakmont. There's Oakmont. Oakmont. Maybe I'm thinking Oakmont. Is it, that's the U.S. Open, and yeah. it's in uh, Pitt, uh, Pennsylvania. And I think so they, like they, they use like an actual acorn for their logo too, because this is what they're using for their logos an acorn. I don't know if Oakmont does. They use a squ- little squirrel or a chipmunk with an acorn. Yes, the squirrel's Oakmont. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they used to have a cop. Because I went, I went to the U.S. Open there one year. And where is that? What state? Just outside, just outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No, as opposed to Pittsburgh, West Virginia, dude. Yep. Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome if there's a golf course there. Is that like where like everyone's yeah. snowmobiles too? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shit. I have not picked up a golf club once this year, dude. I think Shuri asked me just about every fucking day too, and I'm always come up with some stupid excuse. You're too know. busy fucking training for the Boston Marathon, dude. That's why. Seriously. Seriously. Hey, Jesus Christ. What a fucking loser I am. Um... Well, I played like a month ago, like right around when Nunsuch first opened up. I texted you guys. I said, hey, well, me and Sickney are playing. KG said, I'm not interested in playing golf when it's like 35 degrees out. And Shory just laughed. Um, and then I uh, I played 
last Thursday. We had a little scramble there with the mill at Oakdale. So went up there. Oakdale's actually in pretty uh, pretty solid shape for this time of year. So awesome. But that's about it. I haven't uh, I haven't done Love too to hear much. It. Love to hear it. I almost killed somebody. Hit him with a ball. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, we were where? at Oakdale. Oh, at Oakdale. Yeah, I think yeah. you told me. I think you told me. Yeah, I told Kev this. Yeah. Hit a, I hit. Uh, well, we were teeing off on eight, Shory, and I uh, caught my three wood a little bit better than oh. I anticipated, and I carried the white tees on nine and hit a golf cart waiting the tee off on nine. Jeez, did you? And the guys, that, did you? No, because I didn't think you can't I, tell I how far it's going, right? Like, I mean, no, because I thought I thought if anything, it was like I'm like I like if it was too long, I thought I was gonna hit that big tree, but it just it cut just a little bit, and the guys were on the tee box, and it went zzz like and hit the golf cart. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I felt like like a big fucking pile of shit, but they were good about it, so that was good. Mm. I don't like doing that. I usually like to yell, fucking scream and holler as much as I can just to be on the safe side. But I love when I'm golfing and I'm like on the hole and it's like a hole further away, but you hear the four. Like, yeah. like oh, there's other guys that suck. Ah, I'm yeah. not the only one who sucks. Fuck you. It's even better when you hear like a golf, like a ball being hit and then you hear just someone yelling because they're mad because they fucking hooked it or something. And yeah. you just know, you just know, like, I've been there before, dude. We've all been there. It's all good, bro. Have you guys ever broke a club because you were mad? No. Like snapping over your leg? No. I've been tempted to so many goddamn times. Have yeah, you I've ever thrown your club afterwards? Like, Not other no, than I like. Know. You've thrown it back at the golf cart before, I think. Yeah, like kind of like toss it back. At the, I've never like wound up and like chucked it down the fairway or done or any of that. Or into a pond or something like that. Yeah. No. Like, do you, do you remember? KG? Has Millage ever done that? Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. Sure, you, uh, we were at Turner Highlands. It was for Mill's brother-in-law's. Like, oh, that's not what I was thinking together. of. I no? was thinking of up in oh, uh, Stratton. So two stories. Yeah, two yeah. stories. So we were at Turner Highlands for Mike's bachelor party. And, like, we're in a group with Millage. And if you, you play Turner Highlands, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, 18, that like, par three that goes back across the pond? Yeah. Well, Millage couldn't get the ball across the pond. And I'm pretty sure he threw half of his fucking clubs into the pond. And That's then awesome. um, there's a little there's a little par three course on the way to Strat, uh, right of Eustis and Stratton, that Millage and KG and I played when we were at my uncle's camp. And Millage was getting pissed off, and he just like whining his clubs in the woods. And uh, we get up to like the green, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's pretty tough to keep your frustrations in the bag, now, isn't it?" He's like staring at Millage. <laughs> He was just launching golf clubs all over the fucking place. No. But, uh, yeah. No, I don't think I've one. ever, I mean, like, thrown stuff back to the cart, but I've never, like, especially now that I, like, I have, like, clubs that I've spent, like, good money on, I'm not going to fuck around with it. Yeah, and I'm at the point of my life, too, where I just don't even care that much, you know? Right. If I shoot 110 or 115, like, does it really change anything? No, right. So. Kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Shuri had Shuri had something queued up last week. Uh, he wanted to brag about how the Red Sox weren't in last place, but he can no longer <laughs> use that. So, uh, but you know what? I have, I am so out of baseball now. Don't like know really anything that's going on in baseball. Don't really know who's like leading st- stats and anything just because like I'm not playing fantasy. Like it's just not even interest, not even interesting to me. We gotta get you back. I I don't miss it, dude. There's just nothing the, better than talking trade, though. No, well, no, there's not. But like the thing is, though, is like it's just yeah, I don't know. You can't I'm live definitely in today's society without being into some fantasy sports. Oh, I mean, I, I don't. I definitely like disagree with that. Like I can. I would like definitely miss it like initially, but I could like deal with not. I could easily having deal with not doing it. Not playing oh. fantasy sports. The way this world is now, like fantasy sports has taken over, um, the sports industry. You got to be involved some way. 
Like I don't do any of the uh, DraftKings FanDuel shit. Um, I'm in two football leagues, and both of them are free. You don't even pay for them, so I could give a fuck if I'm even in them from now on. And then the basketball league, I only do it for the draft, and then like I basically don't pay attention for the next four months. Right. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. My point is, I if I had to guess, as a major sports fan that you are, and I would say that you are in the like for. For someone that is involved in sports and like knows as much as you do, I would say you're in the minority. Oh yeah, for sure. But I could easily give up all fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Completely no, no, no. Fine. Like I'm yeah. not saying you yeah. have to. I'm saying like, I guess like the way today is now that if you know sports, you're typically in fantasy sports. Yeah. Like your brother's fantasy football league, Kev. I only, I don't want to do it. Like I literally would like when I send the invite out, I'm like I don't want to do this. But I only do it because I'm like, well, I don't want to be the guy that, like, they can't find anybody else to replace it, so I just mm-hmm. do it anyway. Like, I don't... And it's free, too, I, so it's like... And it's free. Yeah. And then, like, the basketball league, we pay, like, 20 bucks to do it or whatever the hell it was, but... I don't even want to do it anymore. I'm just, like, it's I not even... Either. It's not even... Especially when I have to fucking collect the money, and then fucking people who win don't even have a fucking Venmo. <laughs> So yeah, I gotta write make, out a, like that has to be ruled next year. I gotta so write I'm out gonna, a physical check and mail it to this person. I haven't. I've written one check in my life. It, it's not worth that's, it. that's fucking crazy. You've only written one check in your life. That is wild. Yeah. And I almost got beat up. I had a fucking plumber you know, who came and did a bunch of bit work for us, and Kim was like, she was working and I was working from home. And at the time, she was teaching, so she was at school. And she's like, oh, the plumber's going to come. You have to write a check. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking write a check. So I had to, like, look at her previous checks, and I wrote one for what he needed. But then and she didn't have the money in, like, her checking account. So we went to cash it. He came back, and he was fucking slamming on my door. And I'm like, dude, relax. Like, we're just going to put the money in there. And he's like, you don't have the fucking money. And it's like, like, legit, this is my plumber. And I'm relax, if, bro. If we were together and we were drinking and you had, like, I don't know, like, six or seven or eight beers and I put a check in front of you. Could you write out a check properly with the correct things in the correct spots? I think so. I think so. Cause I've seen my mom, like my mom was really late on using a debit card at the grocery store when I was a kid. <laughs> she so she would always check. like write checks. <laughs> oh, no. So like, I know that you have to like put like $1,005 that you have to write one thousand yeah and five dollars 43 cents or whatever you know do you think you could spell the words correctly hell no that <laughs> is absolutely not and that's okay. a lot to ask for that is a lot i can't do it with spell check kev why the fuck do you think i could write it <laughs> and do it right oh fuck spelling is not my forte for those who don't know um <clears throat> all right yep Glad to be back. Uh, hopefully we get back on schedule or on track. Like, obviously, like, I don't want to want, like, me and my wife, we watch the Celtics. Usually Jack's here now, so um, my brother-in-law. So we watch the games together. So we'll probably try not to record on nights that the Celtics are on, but we'll find a day within the week now. Like, we'll have to get back on track. Obviously, shit comes up. We all have kids, family. So, um, but we're, do, we're doing our best. Um Obviously, the last couple of weeks, I had a, another son, so that really took uh, precedent. But we are back, and we're happy to be here. So, everyone, please stay healthy. Well, well real quick. One more oh. thing. Just real quick. What a shout-out. Happy birthday to my daughter, Ryan. Oh, yes. Three years old. So she is three. We uh, had a little birthday party for her on Saturday, but she is officially three years old now. And, um, yeah, so shout-out to her. Love you. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Ryan. Peace! Hey, guys. Yeah.